you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to preview the seventh game of the 2019 West Virginia football season as the Mountaineers get set to travel to Norman to face the fifth-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts. We have Bradley. How's it going, everybody? And we have Steven. Hey, what's going on, everybody? All right, boys. So, um, tough matchup for the Mountaineers, of course, already. Oklahoma, you know, it's uh, well documented how good of a team this is, how good of an offense this is, and, you know, continues to get better. And for West Virginia, the matchup seems like it couldn't have come at a worse time. Injury bugs hit the Mountaineers, um, losing a bunch of guys. Going to be shorthanded facing on a team that, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup even if you were at full strength. So, um, just kind of what are your guys' opening thoughts heading into this matchup with Oklahoma? What are you thinking, Stephen? Uh, you know, I really don't know how to approach this game. Um, you know, you don't go into this game expecting to lose, obviously. I think, you know, if you're a player, you go into this game um, with your head held high. I don't think you go into it with, you know, any low feelings because up to this point in the season, it's easy to get, you know, down about yourself. Uh, right. But, you know, just go into the game – execute what you know what your calls are like you know Darius Stills was saying I think it was yesterday you know just take what positives you can I've been saying it all season that's the only thing you can do especially against a team like this absolutely you know I think it's about uh West Virginia trying to improve and get and get better is the main thing they need to focus on is being better being better week to week especially when you have a matchup um like this one coming up um Bradley what about you anything you want to add um you know, it's easy to be bleak going into this weekend. You know, a lot of people are going to have their heads down, not really going to be tuned to the end of this weekend. But, you know, it's a good chance. This isn't a, this isn't a situation that Neil Brown's unfamiliar with. You know, he's had big wins at LSU and Nebraska, right? Was it Nebraska? Yes. Yep. I mean, this isn't something Neil Brown's unaccustomed to, but he definitely had a more uh, solid team in his second year Troy there, second, third year right. Troy. But, you know, hey, let's uh, really I'm going into this game not wanting anybody. We can't get anybody else hurt. Like, nah, any, more, been... any more injuries, you're more really going to be really going to be worrying me here. Yeah, they've, they've seemed to come in bunches, you know, all, you know, it seems like two, two a week now uh, the past few weeks. So definitely want to try and avoid any more losses going forward in the season because you still have a whole uh, another half of the season to play. As we're now halfway through already, which is which is hard to believe. But um you know, West Virginia's defense matching up with Oklahoma's offense, of course, is going to be a tough task. This Oklahoma Sooners offense is averaging 620 yards per game, and they're actually averaging 9.5 yards per play, which if they keep that up, that is the highest yards per play average in college football history right now. So um, really tall task for the Mountaineer defense, which has been uh, very serviceable or better throughout this season. Um, done, a lot, done a lot of good things they have on the defensive side of the ball. 
Uh, West Virginia likely, if Keith Washington can't go, though, will be starting two true freshman corners against this Oklahoma offense as Hakeem Bailey will be out for the first half of the game via his ejection for targeting. So if Keith Washington can't go, you're starting two true freshmen against this vaunted offense. Um, what are your guys' outlook just for kind of how the Mountaineer defense can slow down this Oklahoma offense, or, or can they at all? Um, what are you thinking, Bradley? I think your only shot is to do what we've done all year and really have our defensive line get pressure up front. Mm-hmm. Try to get Jalen Hurts off. His, I mean, gosh, you got Jalen Hurts back there. I mean, that guy's just going to get out of the pocket and run He's on impressive. Him. I don't, I don't, I don't really know you because I, I just don't think our young backs are going to be able to hang. I, this is going to be a true test for them. You know, this is going to be a real strong. Uh, if they even, you know, have a halfway decent day, it's really a testament to you know how good they're going to be in the years to come. Oh yeah. But I just think it's a, you know, it's a tough challenge, and I'm not, I, it wouldn't be fair of me as a fan to put too much weight on them this weekend and just tell them, you know, got there, play some ball, and hope that, you know, hope that we don't get beat by, hope that we don't allow 75 points. Hope, hope that we, you know, shorten the spread at least. You know, I think it's last time I looked, it was 33. So hopefully, can do uh, a little bit better than that at least. You know, try and keep it uh, somewhat close and battle. And you know, like you said, I think the defensive line is going to have to get pressure. And I think it's a game where um, if you want to stay in it, you're probably going to have to force some turnovers as well. Um, Stephen, what about you? What are you thinking as far as uh, the West Virginia's defense and what they can do in this game? Uh, yeah, I agree. Where it starts up front, I think um, <clears throat> if you're going to slow them down. It has to start with the defensive line, uh, but you, you facing it's kind of an unfair situation, <clears throat> uh, you know, for the defensive line and the fact that you got to face Sam Ellinger one week, the very next week you face Brock Purdy, and then the very next week, you know, it doesn't let up. You get even worse, and you got to face mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. So you know, they're experienced against good quarterbacks, and you know, at least in that regard, but. You know, I think it, this is also a great offensive line, though. I mean, that's just going to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's where the challenge lies. Is that uh, Jalen Hurts is the best running out of all these quarterbacks, and Oklahoma has two good running backs, both averaging over six yards a carry, I believe. So it's going to be, you know, pick your poison because you know the secondary's played well. West Virginia hasn't done terrible against the pass, but you've got three or four guys in Oklahoma who can break it eighty yards, including the quarterback. And I mean, yeah. our young guys have looked impressive too. So you can't oh, yeah. like really blame him for anything on that point. I mean, Nick Troy Fortune, like like we said, you know, a couple of days ago, Nick Troy Fortune looked really great. So you can't really. Oh, our, our defense has, lo- has looked very good in my mind. Yeah, I've been impressed. Yeah. I, I don't take anything away from them, but I when you have Jalen Hurts back there and he runs the ball as well as he does, and then if he wants to, he can sit back there and pass it to C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. It it makes it very difficult for for a defense that is as young as West Virginia's uh, defense is. Yeah, but absolutely. I'll tell you what, if they can keep up even just a little bit with some of the the, um, the people on Oklahoma's offense this weekend, you know, that really bodes well moving forward, not only this year, but next year, because that really gives you, you know, oh, yeah. something to gauge yourself by, especially with those guys in the secondary and how young those guys are. Yeah, if West, if West Virginia, um, you know, I think, you know, like we said, getting pressure up front and causing turnovers is going to be, you know, a, a big thing. But if West Virginia can make them one-dimensional, it's not they're not going to stop them by any means. But if they can at least stop the run, uh, that's going to help them a lot because then, you know, Oklahoma's going to be forced to only do one, do you know, one thing if they can't if they can't run, which is always good to try and make a team one-dimensional. Now, Oklahoma has some receivers and a quarterback that can capitalize even if you do make them one-dimensional. But I think first and foremost this week, it's got to start up front with trying to stop the run game because if, if they're running at will then they're gonna have play action pass at will and it's it's gonna it could get ugly 
Yeah, and hopefully playing out Norman, you know, West Virginia can keep in it a little bit and, you know, not get too far down. Absolutely. You said the line was at 33. I think it's it's a 34. I'm looking at it right now. It's 34 now. Oh, man, it went up. So, I thought that's uh, so I it's thought moving it went, in the wrong direction. That's, that's money coming in on Oklahoma then, I guess. We got more losses at home than we do away right now, so, you know. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah. that's point. true. But, the, you know, it's... It's the thing is we, we all saw how they looked when they went on the road to Missouri. So, I mean, if they come out and start better against Oklahoma and or at least in the game in the first half, then that's improvement right there from facing, you know, a good team on the road earlier in the season to now. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing you can look at as well, because you're going to be kind of that game where you're probably looking for bright spots and silver linings. That can be one. If your team looks better um, against, against a good team on the road early in this one than they did earlier in the season, then you know there's some improvement there and some growth there. To me, I would have no doubt in my mind that we would come out a better team than we did in the, in, um, in the Missouri game, mm-hmm. in this game, except for the injury situation. Yeah, that's that's the question mark. You don't know who you're going to have, so that makes it really difficult to gauge if you're. Well, I really, a West I really fan. don't think we're going to see Austin Kendall this weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't it does not so. sound like it. So, yeah, that's a good point, Bradley. Let's flip over. Let's talk West Virginia offense. Let's talk about that quarterback situation a little bit. Talk about this West Virginia offense against this improved Oklahoma defense a little bit. Um, um, as Bradley said. Don't think we'll see Austin Kendall. Um, Neil Brown said he's very questionable, and he said they won't play him if he's not 100%. So I think all signs point to him not playing. And then he also uh, said that they have a plan at quarterback that he wasn't going to discuss, but he also mentioned Jack Allison as well as Trey Lowe. So uh, I, the vibe I get is kind of possibly maybe a two-quarterback system going mm-hmm. into this game with both of those guys uh, getting action. Uh, what are you guys thinking there at that quarterback spot? What do you got, Steven? Uh, I, same. I, that's what I fully expect out of this. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I've been hearing a lot of people gripe on Jack Allison throughout this past week. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, same people that were on Austin Kendall's butt the whole entire time, Always. too. But I, I'm, I'm very eager to see what Jack Allison does a week under preparing to run this offense under Neil Brown. Hey, yeah. I, I, I think he's significantly better. Um, also, you know, I, if we are going to see Trey Lowe, I think, you know, just like you, we see him kind of like, you know, switching them out. We'll use Trey Lowe in more running situations, bring Jack Allison in on uh, more long situations for him to throw the deep ball. Uh, but, you know, I really do possibly see both of them getting playing time. Yeah, and, and I hate it for Austin Kendall because, you know, this is probably the game that he was really looking forward to uh, getting to play in, you know, going against his former team. So. You hate it, but it doesn't look like he'll get to play. And and I agree with you. I think you could see uh, certain packages for both quarterbacks, possibly. I think Austin, I mean, uh, excuse me, Jack Allison, like you said, with the game, with a whole week to prepare, will probably look uh, a little bit better and have uh, more of the offense at his disposable rather than those uh, short uh, passes that he was throwing, probably have some downfield things. And then hopefully they can come up with some creative things if they're going to get Trey Lowe involved because – We've seen in the past West Virginia had some success against Oklahoma using the Wildcats. So, you know, getting Trey Lowe in there, running some read option, and, you know, also having the threat to throw could uh, could bode well for West Virginia's offensive uh, chances in this one. Um, Bradley, what about you? What are you thinking as far as uh, these quarterbacks? Uh, I'm going to keep on the say, I mean, it'll be good to see. I watched Shaq Allison. I'm not going to sit on, like, say bad on the guy. I'm excited to see what he can do, like you said, after a week of preparation. 
Mm-hmm. I'm still, I've been on the same. I think I've been on the same tone this whole time, and just I don't. I'd rather see more of Trey Lowe than Jack Allison. You know, right. if I'm going to be keeping Austin Kendall into next year. But I mean, if you run more Trey Lowe, I guess you run the risk of you know really upsetting Jack Allison and you know really causing some some movement around in there maybe. But I, I feel like it's really unfortunate for whoever really goes against this defense this weekend. I mean, yeah, you're getting thrown into a, you're going against a revolutionary Oklahoma defense. That's I mean, I wouldn't want to wake up Saturday morning knowing that I had to go out there against that defense, you know? Oh, yeah, that defense has made huge strides this season, and they've actually looked really good for the for the most part, and they're very fast. They got, of course, star players all over the field because, you know, they're Oklahoma. They can get those big-time recruits, so, and now they're really getting something out of them with the uh, new hires they've made on defense and, and the new schemes that they're using really seems to help them, and they seem to turn a corner on that defensive side, which is scary to think of in Oklahoma, you know, still having that same offense and having a serviceable, if not good, defense now as well uh, to go up against, which is going to be a tough task for West Virginia because, you know, if they're this Oklahoma defense was like last season, West Virginia – would probably have an easier chance of just, you know, running the football, possessing the ball as much as possible, trying to keep the Oklahoma offense off the field. But I think this year that's going to be a bit more difficult task. Uh, And if West Virginia can't run the ball in this game, it could be a long day because that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be able to run the ball and sustain long drives and keep Oklahoma's offense off the field if you want to try and keep it close. Um, Stephen, what are you thinking as far as West Virginia being able to run the ball this week? Uh, I think they've got some creative things they're coming up with and hopefully going to be able to do that and possess this ball a little bit. Uh, I hope they surri- I hope they surprise me, but no, I don't I don't see it happening. I believe West Virginia has proven to me this year that uh, they're just incapable of blocking up front. They, just, they can't get a hat on a half for whatever reason. Uh, whether that be you know the youth or the inexperience or whatever it may be, um, these the, our offensive line is just it really really needs some work, and so yeah. especially against a team like this, unfortunately for uh, West Virginia, it's really like you say going to be a really long day. I, but, I agree, but I hope they surprise me. I really do. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping they surprise. But you know, it's almost. Um, I think that a lot of these guys uh, were were brought in to to pass block and, and, you know, the previous system. And I think that you're seeing that now that a lot of these guys aren't, uh, or not that they're not physical, but they don't have that type of training, that type of edge. You know, they were brought in mainly to pass block and be in pass blocking situations, dropping back, not really to drive forward and be physical and make some move movement in the run game. So, I mean, um, I think that they'll get better, especially with West Virginia having uh, redshirt freshmen on that offensive line and first-year players. I think they'll get better when the coaches have you know time to coach them up, and hopefully that starts uh, this Saturday. But like you, I'm kind of iffy on it, and it's going to really be a key in the game because if West Virginia can't run the football and they have to give the ball back to Oklahoma, and like you said, it could it could get ugly. Um, Bradley, what about you? What are you thinking with this uh, run game? I mean, if we put Trey Lowe out there, we might see our run game expand a little bit. Probably do better than what it would do if we just left Jack Allison out there. I agree. Uh, I think we're going to try to throw in Letty Brown a lot. Um, Me too. Yeah, especially with Martel Petaway really being out of action this, for the rest of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. you're really just going to see probably, – you're probably going to see Letty Brown carry most of the – get most of the carries in there with some shots of Kennedy McCoy in there just to get around the edges maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some like really funky stuff from Neil Brown. You know, if he really just brought out some really, I don't even know what that could be, but you know, might come out in the wishbone or something. Yeah, some 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 crazy stuff. But <laughs> you know, I think 
I think if Trey Will gets in there, I think they could really help expand out our running game a little bit, you know, just adding in hesitation. But, you know, again, that's a great defensive line, and it's going to make it hard. Even if Jack Allison gets a lot of playing time this weekend, I could see him, I mean, throwing five interceptions. Yeah, I hate to say it, because you're going to have a defensive line that's just picking your offensive line apart, and your, your backfield's not going to be looking too good. Yeah. Especially if that run game's not do, doing him any favors, uh, you know, then Oklahoma's really going to be able to pin their ears back, come after him, pressure him, force him to throw up before he's ready, get in those throwing lanes and cause some turnovers. I think a, like a lot of You can't this, blame him for that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of this game. Our receivers have to do their job too. Yeah, they have to win the one-on-ones for sure. Yeah, and do. I think a lot of this game, um, like you said, on defense is predicated by the play up front. Um, offense, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, I think we'll go as far as, as they allow us to as far as, you know, if we can get the run game going and um, conversely pr- uh, protect the quarterback as well. So uh, it's going to be a game that's big for the in the trenches for West Virginia, which on defense is a, is a good thing because that's been a strength on offense. Uh, kind of the opposite side of that coin. So hopefully maybe they'll turn a corner uh, or something this Saturday and come out and surprise us. But I'm, I'm kind of with Bradley. I think this is a game where you could see Neil Brown come out with some things that he hasn't shown at all. And I think that um, he kind of referenced that as much. He didn't really want to talk about his plan for quarterback because I think that he has some uh, tricky things he's kind of uh, game planning up this week, trying to scheme up and hopefully get a little something going against Oklahoma. So I'm excited to see, you know, even though it's a game where I think we can all agree West Virginia is probably not going to win and they're not expected to win. And, you know, no one's really expecting it to be close, as you can tell by the 34 point spread. But I think it's a game that I am excited to watch because I think we're probably going to get our first look at Trey Lowe, uh, getting some extended time. And I want to see what type of game plan that uh, these coaches have come up with, with all the injury bug that has hit and the youth on offense and see if they've come up with something and be able to move the ball a little bit again. Uh, this Oklahoma defense, and if so, I think I'll be impressed by that. So I'm kind of interested to see what uh, what the coaches have cooked up this week. What? Yeah, well, I, I also... think uh, uh, besides the Texas game, you know, if, if you're Neil Brown, this is the second most game that you get up for because mm-hmm. the Mountaineer fan base is so tired of being, you know, Baby, the underdogs Oklahoma. to Oklahoma every single year. Right. I, you know, if you're Neil Brown, that's that's extra juice on the fire. You know, you really get, um, you really get extra motivated to do well in that game. And for me, if West Virginia stays within 10, 15 points in this game, that's a win for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I think any any stop you get on defense is something to be excited about. Anytime you stop that Oklahoma offense, is something to be be excited about because this team doesn't punt a lot. They don't they don't get stopped very much either. So, uh, uh, Bradley, what, you were going to say something. Uh, yeah, I forgot exactly where I was going to go with it. But then, just going off that, but like, it comes back to talk about Neil Brown playing these big games earlier. He, he's going to know what it takes to have guys who walk in here and you know really, really put this down. You know, really have a chance at winning this. And I think what I was going to say is, I remember now, is I felt like we came into the season. I think we really had a chance that Neil Brown thought, you know, we really have a chance to start winning right now. You know what I mean? Like we have a chance oh, yeah. to we could plug in some pieces real quick and we could really just start winning right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we finally hit the point where it's like, okay, we really need to slow down and, you know, take the next year and a half and really just, you know, get our guys in place and then trust them to climb. You know, I feel like we've right. gotten past that phase. If we had a chance to win now, didn't work out, batting down the hatches, work out the kinks, you know. Yeah. I think that's why you're to get better for the years to come. 
Absolutely. I think that's why you're seeing them not be scared to play some of these true freshmen, a lot of snaps and stuff right now, because for them at this point, they're thinking, you know, it's it's developmental at this point. Uh, yeah, we want to win. We want to try and get to a bowl game. But if we can get some of these young guys experience now, it's going to only help us in the next year and in, and in the coming years as well. And I think you're seeing them uh, kind of go that route. I think West Virginia played um, seven or eight redshirt true freshmen on defense. And then I think they started five uh, redshirt or true freshmen on offense last game. So you're definitely seeing a youth movement um, happen. And a lot of these guys getting some valuable experience. That's really going to help in, in the years to come. I think we've gotten lucky that these young guys have ex- like exceeded our expectations. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Tyke Smith, Kerry Martin, Ali Jennings, you know, Winston Wright, all, all these people in Detroit fortune just coming in and really over exceeding, you know, the, the call of duty, you know what I mean? They're absolutely they're playing way above a freshman level right now, and they should be committed for that. And I think they've got a great group of head coaches. They got a great group of coaches that see that hunger and that talent, and it's only going to be a positive combination. Well, I think in turn you see the best morale that I've ever seen out of a three and three football team. Uh, in, yeah, in I was my gonna, life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, three and three team that's about to play Oklahoma. Oh, well, I think I think you know it's. Um, you know, that all starts at the top with Neil Brown. You know, he's he's constantly telling these guys, you know, how much he loves them, how much he cares about them, how proud of him he is, win, win or lose, and, you know, just continues to tell them, like the program tells us, to trust the climb. And I think they, they believe in him, and they know that if they continue to buy in and continue to do, um, you know, what they're coached to do, that they're going to eventually be a really great football team. Now, that may not happen this season, but they know that they're well on the way, and I think they have faith in, in Coach Brown. Yeah, I'm not. I've been. I I say it all the time. I'm not looking at what Neil Brown does in terms of wins and losses this year. It doesn't matter to me. It's oblivious. I I, I honestly didn't care if he would have maybe one football game. That would have been all I cared about the JMU game. Other than right. that, I, I'm not looking at wins and losses this year. I've been saying it all season, and all season long they have improved from game to game. And, you know, with the exception of this game, like I said earlier, with the injury bug, you could, you could even still see improvement out of this game. Oh, yeah, I've seen improvement sure. last week all the way up until the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, sure. this, it just is a very – it's a very long climb, but you do have oh, yeah. to trust it. It's Yeah, it's going to take some time. But like you said, you could see some things come out of this game. You know, if you end up starting the two true freshmen at corner, you know, you kind of saw what Nick Troy Fortune, uh, his potential. But uh, Tay Mayo, you know, haven't really got to see him a lot. So you got that. And then also on offense, you know, uh, if Trey Lowe's going to get the action that I think most of us are expecting him to do, uh, you might find that you have something there with him. And, you know, moving forward, uh, can see what he can do. So I think that it's going to be a game that's really, um, like you said, it's not about winning or losing this game against Oklahoma it's about West Virginia improving and, and you know kind of finding out what they've got in some guys that haven't really uh, played a lot up, up to this point definitely yeah. true and I've said it before West Virginia has to has to has to has to find itself an identity whether Still, it be this game yeah. or next weekend it has to happen within the next three three to four weeks if West Virginia is going to find anything in the second half of the season they have to find them an identity Absolutely, and uh, this game's this game's big in in hopefully being able to do that and find that identity that Stephen's talking about because um, if you can. 
do that, you know, find some guys that you want to play moving forward and can find that identity. you got that bye week before that game at Baylor, and, you know, that's kind of one that you're going to have a, a chance to get, hopefully. Uh, and so, especially coming off that bye week, if you can establish an identity, that will at least give you some confidence and something to build on going into that game where you can hopefully compete uh, a little bit more than you can against Oklahoma. And then on them la- those last four games of the schedule following, you will uh, – really have a chance to uh, compete in those games and hopefully uh, find your three wins that can get you to a bowl eligibility. Yeah, it doesn't get easier, Uh, especially, you know, the Texas Tech matchup I thought earlier in the year would have been, um, I don't want to say a lowly matchup, but I thought West Virginia, that was one of their more winnable games. Uh, You know, the last couple weekends they are playing very good football. Jed Duffy's looking Mm -hmm. really good at the quarterback position. Oh, yeah, he's, he's very much improved. Very much approved. And, you know, if Baylor Baylor wins this weekend as well, that's a 7-0 football team you're going to be taking on following this Oklahoma game. So, you know, we've talked about one that West Virginia can win that they're probably not expected to win. I think that, you know, that that's the that's kind of the one that you're looking at now. Like uh, Baylor's, you know, going to be riding high 7-0. West Virginia is going to be coming off a bye. You know, that's, that's one to look at, you know, kind of mark on your calendar moving forward not saying West Virginia is going to win that game but um, you know they've got they're going to be they're going to be have a chance to be in that football game I think the Baylor game is one of the I'm like you I I think that is one of the games that I would circle as uh the games we're not supposed to win that we may win because it's a Thursday night game mm-hmm. uh eight o'clock matchup it Halloween. is on the road how yeah Halloween it is on the road but you gotta you know funny things have happened in college football funnier things Absolutely, especially when you get a team, you know, teams get five, six, seven, and oh, their confidence is pretty high. You know, they're liable to overlook some teams that they know that they're, you know, supposed to beat on paper when you get up to up to those uh, type of win win streaks. You know, so it's a it's definitely one to one to uh, look at going forward. Reminiscent of what two thousand? What was it? Two thousand fifteen, sixteen, when Baylor was uh, six and zero, and West Virginia knocked them off. Yeah. Uh, Fourteen, I believe. I was fourteen. 14. Yeah, fourteen. 14. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. So hopefully history can repeat itself a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I have riots in downtown again. <laughs> well, I mean that's a, that's a given. <laughs> we can we can ride down in Waco this time. Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep we'll Morgantown safe. I mean, some crazy stuff has happened in Waco in the past, so you never know. That is true. This is true. <laughs> All right, so um. Talked a little matchups, talked a little uh, expectations. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk X Factor and predictions. All right, so as far as X Factor for this week, uh, what are you guys thinking as West Virginia's X Factor in this matchup against these Sooners? What do you got, Bradley? Um, I don't know if I'd consider it an X Factor. I'm just going to call it the, the most important factor. Okay. Don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, that's all I can stress. We 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 just need to go into this game. I don't care if the scores a hundred and nothing. If we can walk out of there without a single person getting too beaten or banged up, then I'm happy. Yeah, can't afford any more injuries. Uh, been losing a lot. Uh, Tevin Bush entering the transfer portal. And I really hate to see him go because he was one of my yeah. uh, one yeah. of my preseason. He was you know, a. Uh, and he and he he looked good when he played. I think I think a lot of it's uh, personal issues, really. Yeah, I don't. I don't think between it's, the lines there. I don't think it's tough, like hard feelings on yeah. either part. I don't think that half the fan base has understood that to this point. I think he's trying to get closer to home. Yeah, 
I think he's going through some uh, personal stuff, whatever that is. You know, hope the best for him, and hopefully he does get back to home and and gets to uh, somewhere where he can play because he's he's an explosive player that can make some plays. So hopefully the best for him as he enters the transfer portal. And then on top of that, Vanderius Cowan uh, only got you know a game and a half before having season-ending knee surgery. He's out for the year. Uh, Petaway redshirt and Keith Washington questionable. Austin Kendall likely not going to play. So the injury bugs really hit you hard in these uh, past few weeks. So definitely I, I like the X factor pick. They're the most important factor picked of trying not to lose anyone else to injury. Um, Steven, what about you? What are you thinking as far as X factor this week? Uh, you know, kind of turning along the same lines with the injury bug. You know, you're going to see a lot of these newer guys get in there. A lot of newer faces uh, for my X factor. I have execution. I think um, I like you, whoever gets in there, you have to execute. And if you're going to mess up, mess up at full speed. Uh, to, to this point, the younger guys have come in and they've really done well at uh, at filling those gaps. So anxious to see how these younger guys do the same this weekend. I've yet, how about I say, I've yet to see them get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I really hope I don't see our team get frustrated. Right. That, yeah. that's, that's what I like about this team. The maturity level is through the roof. Absolutely. They really, <laughs> for how young they are. They really keep a, keep a level head, and and you know they no matter how much they get down, they continue to fight and you know try and stay in games and get back in games. And I think that's one thing that I love from this team is they seem like they're going to fight, and that's a good mentality to have taking on a team like Oklahoma. Um, as far as you can tell, you can tell when a team starts getting frustrated. Oh yeah, for sure. That yeah, you, you know the. Yeah, absolutely. You well, you can see it. You can see it in their demeanor. You know, from the players on the sidelines to the players on the field, and then more mistakes come and things like that. Now, I don't think you see that from from this team. We have seen it in the past, but we have not, we haven't seen it this year out of this. Yeah, team. not this year from this team, right? Exactly. Which is big because they've been in some really tough situations at times. Absolutely, and uh, got more coming up. So hopefully, they, get, they keep that uh, same mentality. But as far as my X factor this week. Um, I think it's been my X factor at least a couple other times this year, but um, I've got to go with the run game. It's it's you know it's it's been an issue uh, all season virtually except for a game, maybe two games. But uh, NC State game is really the only time that you've seen West Virginia really establish a, a good run game. Other times it's been subpar to just downright terrible. But uh, so I think you know, especially like I said against Oklahoma. Establishing the runs key. You don't want to be one dimensional and them know what you're going to do because you can't run the football. And then also, you're going to have to possess the ball, work the clock, and keep Oklahoma's offense off the field. So I think uh, the run game has got to be my uh, X factor for this week. All right, um, let's get uh, let's get these uh, these predictions. Uh, this is a tough game to predict when you got a team that is uh, favored by 34 points to win because you know you don't want to look like a you know what, if you, you know, pick Oklahoma to win by 50 and then it's a close game and then you don't want to be the uh, guy with the blue and gold glasses on picking it to be a seven-point game when you feel like it's not. So it's kind of a tough game to predict here. So uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> I, I'll take it if neither one of you wants to. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Mountaineer <laughs> Nation probably hates me already anyway because <laughs> – because of the four-game losing streak, I've got these uh, these guys on. But you know, hey, I trust the climb, and I know what I expect out of next year. But That's anyway, right. I I do, um, I do this see see this being a lopsided victory. Um, I've got West Virginia losing uh, forty-one to twenty-seven. 
which is a little closer. That's, yeah, that's not than, too bad, actually. Honestly, than than what my gut feeling tells me, but I do feel like this young Mountaineer team will go out there and uh, they'll, they'll put up a good fight. Uh, towards the fourth quarter, I feel like it'll be more Oklahoma. You know, it it's going to be more of them of a feeling of them taking the game away. But you know, as you get into the late game situation, they're going to hold the ball more, and the offense is just going to hold the ball and run the ball. Yeah, that's that's true. That's 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 a given. But, I do believe. But uh, Bradley, you want to uh, go next? Or you want me to take it? I'll go next. All right. You know, it's it's kind of boring to think about us losing by twenty. So I'm going to go with the uh, Oklahoma has a meltdown at home. Oh, they just fracture and West Virginia pulls out their underdog story behind Trey Lowe running for 200 yards and we win wow. 31 to 30. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. Gotta I love, love the, the optimism. <laughs> I love the spontaneousness. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's if a chance. Tar- if Charlie Weiss was their head coach, <laughs> then yes. Lincoln Riley, last time I checked, was still at the helm. Yeah, it's and Oklahoma. It's, yeah, that'll be I, I, my guess, but I don't. I'm not gonna. You know, <laughs> he's he gotta have the optimism. Talk to, you know, talk to me that. next week. Talk yeah. to me next week. Yeah. Well, listen. I guess I guess you guys are gonna make me the bad guy here, huh? But uh. I'm uh, not feeling too good about this one uh, for obvious reasons. We've discussed them. Uh, You know, West Virginia is injury-ridden, possibly two true freshmen at corner, uh, virtually no run game this season. Don't know what you're going to have going on at quarterback. So um, I'm going to go Oklahoma 55, West Virginia 17. Yeah, that's, I can, I yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, on on paper, it's just looking like that that type of type of game. I think. But you know, I mean, if if you're a fan and you see that, yeah, it looks bad. It's, you're gonna have it's not unreasonable. You're gonna you know? have those losses. I don't care who, what program you have. Somewhere along the line, you are going to have those losses, and it's it better to have those losses to these. Type of caliber football. I'm not saying that you want to have those losses yeah, on your resume. I don't think 17 but... to 55 is ever a good taste. No, no, no. That, don't, don't. No, <laughs> well, don't but, take me wrong. But, but you can look at it. The 2013 team that went four and eight when you know that was when Baylor was humming. I think Baylor put up 80 points on that team. So I don't they, think you'll see something really, like that yeah. from this West Virginia team. You're going to see them fighting. You know, I think they're going to play, you know, get some stops and, and make some plays. I don't think you'll see the type of games that you saw, like, 2013 against Baylor when they put up 80 and then 2015 against their high-powered offense when they put up uh, 69 or 70 again. So I, I think that, that, that Neil Brown will have these guys ready to play. It's just, uh, you know, it's just Jimmys and Joes more than X's and O's is why that you're going to lose this one. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and yeah. It, to me, not. I don't mean necessarily the score – in, in what I say, I mean just the type of ball game that it is. You lo- you use those types of games as learning experiences. And like I said, you know, if you're West Virginia, you can come out, keep it a good ball game and lose by 10 points and use that as a moral victory and you can move into the Baylor game and you could be hot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, really hot absolutely. going into that game. Absolutely. It's it's an interesting game just due to the fact of, you know, what it could do for West Virginia for the rest of the season if they play better than people expect and, and you know, build some confidence. So I'm anxious to see what's going to happen um, on Saturday in Norman. Well, but uh, This could also be a, like a point in time when they look into it next year and then they think, like, yeah, there was flashes of, you know. Oh, yeah. 
something. That's why you see last year against Oklahoma, you know. Absolutely. Which I've already seen. I'm anxious to see what else we see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that those that follow the program close, closely definitely are more encouraged by things that they've seen despite, you know, some, you know, losses. They're encouraged by things that they've seen, uh, whether it's the coaching or the young talent, you know, all the all of the above. I think that uh, there's definitely some encouragement. And then hopefully, you know, Washington can make a splash in this game and maybe other people start to realize it too moving forward. And, you know, like Bradley said, it could be a game you look to, look back to, you know, in the future and say, you know, that's the game where they kind of turned the corner. Maybe, you know, they did more than uh, what was expected. So hopefully. But uh, having said that, I guess that will pretty much wrap us up here. Um, any final thoughts, you guys? Um, what do you got, final thoughts? Um, not a whole lot. I think we pretty much covered it all. Just anxious to see, like I said, what this young Mountaineer team does and uh, what these new faces do uh, against the team uh, of the caliber of Oklahoma. You know, so other than that, not really much to say. Just trust the climb, uh, Bradley. Uh, what about you? Anything you want to add? Uh, retire number five and. Uh, oh yeah, please. Yeah, please. It's 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 way past time. Let's hope that this good game this weekend goes better than we expect. It'll happen that's, that's next year. That's all we can do. Hall of Fame ballot next year is five. Yeah. Retire five. Retire number five. Can't can't say it enough. Should have been done ten years ago. Should have been done the day he graduated. How was Absolutely. that that game? It was very Absolutely. cold. They still should have done it. Absolutely. <laughs> can't can't disagree with that one. So on that note, we will wrap up this episode. This has been the Oklahoma preview episode of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. Find us anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Wherever you listen to them, you can find the Country Roads webcast. We're on Apple, Google, um, you know, Stitcher, you name it, we can find the Country Roads webcast. Search for us, give us a listen, uh, subscribe to us, and share us as we continue to try and grow throughout Mountaineer Nation. And we will be back early next week to recap the Oklahoma game here on the Country Roads webcast. So until then, for Stephen and Bradley, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Party! Country Roads!